Why does it say we're recording? Hello? Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you catch the latest episode and all of your back episodes by logging on to thewatchlistpod.com. You can also engage with us on all of your social media at symbol the watchlist pod and make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have an Alexa enabled device, all you have to do is say, Alexa, listen to the watchlist with Patty and Bill podcast. How's it going? Cool. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing all right. Today was a weird day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just felt weird. And I don't know why. It it was it, I I honestly don't know why something was askew in the universe. Mhm. So I was just, you know what, fuck it. I'll just fold laundry today and watch crap TV. Awesome. Some of it was some of it was crap, some of it was not crap, but you know, you get the Perfect. Gist. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, what did you watch this week? I watched a couple of things and and then you're a piece of shit, messing. <laughs> I watched uh, four things, including my fabulous, amazing show that is oh so entertaining. We will get to that <laughs> and debate it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, why don't you kick us off? So the first thing I watched is on Apple TV+. Plus. Dwight, of course, found this. It is called Long Way Up. And it stars Ewan McGregor and his friend Charlie Borman. And they travel 13,000 miles from the bottom of Argentina all the way up through South America, Central America, Mexico to L.A. On prototype electric Harley Davidson motorcycles. I saw the promos for that show. How was it? Um, Well, they're releasing it weekly. Oh, I see. So I'm All only right. on like episodes. They are still in. So the route they take goes like through Argentina into Chile, Argentina into Chile, back and forth because it's kind of windy. There's a bunch of little islands down at the bottom of South America. And yeah, that's where we're at still at the bottom of South America. <laughs> they are very far behind schedule at the moment because mo- electric motorcycles down there because it's. Like, uh, it's winter time down there, and the cold affects the battery, oh. so the battery doesn't keep a charge as long. So they're constantly running out of battery power and trying to figure out how do we charge up our bikes so we can keep going. And damn, wow! Yeah. So, it, and here's a dumb question. Mm-hmm. So when you say it's winter time down there, obviously that is well below the equator heading toward yes, Antarctica. It's they're almost in Antarctica, yes. Is this happening? Are they releasing an episode kind of sort of in real time or did no, they film they did this, this last, last year? year okay. And they had they gave themselves a hundred days to make the whole trip. Fucking Obi-Wan, man. Yeah. That dude is just badass. Well, and interesting, this is a follow-up in a series they've got. Um, in 2004, they rode, and I really need to see this, because they rode from London to New York. So I'm like, oh. how did they do that? Did they go like up into Greenland or shit? It, it, they, 
I guess so. Is there a way to do that by land? I don't know. I don't know. There's, I, that's what I'm like. I need to see this to know how they did it. And then in huh. 2007, they rode from uptown in Scotland all the way down to Cape Town in South Africa. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. So this is the next installment. And every Friday, they release a new episode. I, you know, you live a blessed life when you get to say, you know what? Fuck my movie career for like four months. I'm just going to film a show because I want to. Yeah. And I'm going to do some crazy thing. They do have producers and different people kind of along with them, but they're in vehicles like cars. And I think one of the cars is an electric car that also is having trouble with the cold. Wow. So, yeah. well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, not that I don't respect them for having a whole crew with them because you need to. You have well, to have an emergency film crew thing. And pro- yeah, and producers, film crew. And they're trying. There is some kind of like diesel powered battery that they can charge the bikes off of. Mm. But they only want to do that when they really, really have to. And yeah, they really, really had to. Because huh. the bikes need to be kept in a warm place for them to charge them. That's interesting. You can plug it in and it won't charge if battery's too cold, apparently. Wow. Yeah, okay. and learn a new thing. So this is and it's a they got these bikes sent from Wisconsin to Wisconsin. them in Argentina because that's where they make Harley Davidsons. And Wisconsin is, with cheese? Yeah, with yeah, the Harley Davidson is in Milwaukee, right? Yes. Milwaukee. He is nodding his head saying yes. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Wow. If I if I had the balls enough to actually ride a motorcycle and not be a poser, I feel like I'd be a total poser just getting yeah, on a motorcycle. Me too. But yeah. that's that's pretty badass. So yeah. there's a new episode every week. Every Friday, every week. Yes. Got it. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. It I'm is. gonna kick I'm gonna kick us off with shit. Awesome. <laughs> so I've uh, Okay, given everything that is going on in the news these days, I have really, and and everybody listening knows this too, I've been on a kick of trying to find fun, lighter stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. So I decided to not stay in Britain, and I didn't go to the usual Spain. Okay. I went French. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I tried to go French. Ah, uh, baguette at you. No, this is poo poo. <laughs> Les poufs des fleurs. Les p- <laughs> yeah. So there is a show on Netflix called Family Business. Mm-hmm. And it is a show about a family who is about to lose their butcher business. Okay. And the, the son, who really doesn't want to be in the butcher business. Mm hmm. He and another developer friend developed this app, which is stupid, to make it sound like you're going through a tunnel to imitate that in case you don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> that is so freaking ridiculous. It's stupid. Oh and, and, and the day of the pitch meeting, they're riding around in a big old meat truck because they had deliveries that they needed to do. Mm-hmm. While the while one of their while one of the son's friends who's a tailor and works in a men's shop is trying to make him a suit for this pitch meeting as they're going along. 
but they get to the pitch meeting and find out that the the son's friend bailed out. Oh. The, the actual web developer of the app bailed out. So he's trying to pass off the tailor as the web developer. Oh, God. And they're having this pitch meeting. And one of the people in the pitch meeting says, why don't you just hang up if you don't want to talk to anybody? Mm. So they were hoping to make a gajillion dollars off of this because the family business is is bad. The son finds out that the father never paid for the cemetery plot where their mother is buried. So she may be exhumed at any moment oh, and gosh. moved to the pauper side of the cemetery. Oh, dear. So they get this brilliant idea that because pot is about to be legalized mm-hmm. to get into the weed business. Okay. This show is just shit. I mean, I I tried. I, I really tried. I I and I have nothing against France. I've never been to France. I, I I wouldn't mind going to see the Louvre and I wouldn't mind seeing the Avel Tower, but I I just found no joy in this show. And and I don't know why, because there are similar shows that are out there that have preposterous plots like that. Mm-hmm. I just didn't connect with anybody. I thought it was kind of sad, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, And I was just like, no, I'm not going to waste my time with this. It's it's basic. So, yeah. All right. And you made it through one episode? Yeah. Each episode is only about half an hour or so. So if you do this on Netflix, it's not a huge time commitment. The it's it's in the original French with English subtitles, or you can switch it over in your audio to the English um, dubbing. Okay, which, which I did just to make it easier to kind of follow the action and see the actors and all that other mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But their real voices are nowhere near what their oh, <laughs> what their I'm dubbed sure. voices sure. are. <laughs> yeah, that was seems like a lot that was packed into half an hour. It was. You know, it, it's eh. right. it's one of those shows, and I can't believe I'm saying this, would have benefited from a laugh track. Oh, okay. It might have even been funnier. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Well, right. anyway. So that was family business. All right. The next one that I have is not nearly lighthearted as yours seems to have been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's a movie. And it's called Devil All the Time. It stars Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson, and Bill Skarsgård. So it's star. Wait, so let me understand. So this. it's got Super. Oh uh, no, Batman, Spider Man, and Bill Skarsgård. And and didn't Bill Skarsgård play it? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um, yes, he does play Pennywise. All right. In in it and it chapter two. Okay. So Spider-Man, so Spider-Man, meets- Batman, and Pennywise are in this movie. Pennywise is the father to Spider-Man. Oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but this is a psychological thriller, and it's kind of about abuse of power and religion in a small American town. It's based on a novel by the same name. It starts off with Pennywise coming back from World War II. And he meets a young girl and, you know, they get married, have a family. Um, 
you know, that kind of, all that stuff going on. And mom ends up getting cancer and then th- shit goes down and it gets real. And then mm-hmm. towards the end, we got a, a showdown between Spider-Man and Batman. And Robert Pattinson, he's playing the preacher that comes to town. And he actually does a damn fine job of like a kind of southernish American accent. I I do have to give it up for Robert Pattinson. At least he's trying to do other non-Edward Cullen shit. Yes. Non-Edward Cullen, non-Cedric Diggory shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he he does a he's really very good in this. They're all the actors are very good in this. The story is kind of like damn and downer and depressing and fuck. Because while <laughs> Spider Man is growing up, we have a whole other couple of people whose names I don't know because I didn't bother looking them up because <laughs> I only cared about Spider Man and Batman and Pennywise. Yeah, <laughs> but they, it's, there's a couple <laughs> who's going driving around the area, the region, and they're picking up hitchhikers to murder them. But Whoa. but it's so it's a man and a woman, and the woman has sex with these men that they pick up, while the man, her husband, takes pictures of them, and then they murder them. Wait. Yeah. Hang hang yeah. hang the fuck yeah. on for a second. Mm-hmm. So this is not Spider-Man or Batman it is or neither, Pennywise. It's none of those three. This is a different couple. So basically yeah. a couple like natural born killers. Mm-hmm. And if and if you are old uh, if you're older than 30, you know that movie reference. They pick up people. Yeah. The woman has sex with them. Mm-hmm. And then the husband offs them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they take pictures. Fuck. And they, mm. yep, they have a camera. Like they you take do pictures, like you do, because you know like everybody you do. does that, right? Yeah. Fuck. Uh huh. Riley Cole and Jason Clark are the couple. Okay. Well, I have known them from anywhere. She was in Mad Max Fury Road, American Honey, It Comes at Night, Logan Lucky. Oh yeah. Okay. Logan Lucky. She was Melly Logan in Logan Lucky. Yes. Oh, she's also known as Lori Lake from Riverdale. Ah, fuck that show. But anyway, but have you ever seen Logan Lucky? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, man. We got to go off on a tangent on that at some other point. Okay. Maybe I watch it some other point. that's That's a great little heist movie. Okay. And then the husband is Jason Clark, who was in Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, he was also in Catherine the Great as Potemkin. Cat, the one with um uh, our, our gal, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, shout out. Got it. Okay, so the battleship Potemkin is killing things with Logan Lucky. Yeah. While <laughs> Batman, Pennywise, and Spider-Man are all lurking. We're all there. in this other area, yes. <laughs> yes. And and as the studio executive, this'll be great. So what did you think of this flick? Yeah, you know, it was a downer. It was it takes place like 
on that border between Ohio and Kentucky. There's a lot of fairly Southern kind of mentality going on. And it's an extremely white movie. There are no people of color in this movie at all. Uh, what year does it take place? Um, uh, well, the dad comes back right after World War II. So, and then over the time where the little boy grows up to, like, graduating high school. Oh, it's not Kentucky. No, it's West Virginia and Ohio. Oh, well. All right. So you're roughly talking 1960-ish? Yeah, it goes through, like, the 60s, I want to say. Well, I'm going to avoid this movie. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I just. Not that it doesn't uh, sound like it's well acted. Yes, the actors are very good in this. I, I really did enjoy the acting of it. The story itself kind of, yeah. Mm. Well, and not to mention, how is um, Spider-Man's American accent? He, you know, I. I forget that he's not American whenever I see him in anything. Yeah. Because he's really good as Spider-Man. He does a really great Peter Yeah, Parker. and he's got a, a... They've managed to pick up that slight twang that you would have down in that Kentucky, West Virginia, Ohio area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for a movie that I'm never going to watch, it sounds like an okay if you want a downer. Yeah, if you want a downer, if you want to see, you know, a showdown between Spider-Man and Batman, this is for you. That would be fucking bad. <laughs> Wouldn't it though? Wouldn't it? The whole time watching, I'm like, this is Spider-Man and, and Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, it's about to go down. down. And who is that? Hey, Georgie. Where's Pennywise? <laughs> hey, Georgie. Yeah. 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 All right. So... On the completely other tip, if that's a downer, <laughs> yep, there is a five-episode um, mini docu-series on Netflix, and it's called The Playbook, and it's rules for life, and it's and each episode, which is about forty or fifty minutes or so, focuses on different winning coaches, and they do tennis. And they do basketball and they do soccer. Hmm. And the cool thing is they they have the women's coach for for you know the women's US soccer team. Okay. Then they have the European guy who comes off as a dick, but he he really is a winner. Hmm. Um for like FIFA and all that other sort of shit. And then you have women's basketball, men's basketball. And it's just their rules to navigate life. And it's advice that is, it, it, it's really cool. Hmm. So if you watch their lives, you, you get a sense of how they grew up and how these rules evolved with, with their training mentality to help bring people up to the greatness that they have achieved in their lives. So there's an episode where Doc Rivers, who was a famous basketball player in his time, and then he coached the Celtics and he went to L.A. after that, there is an old African saying that's a way of life. It's called Ubuntu. And and it translates, and I know I'm going to butcher it, 
but it, it basically translates, you can't be your best self unless others are their best selves also. And so you are made better by others and they are made better by you. And therefore you all become the greatest together. And he employed that coaching three of the biggest egos in basketball at the time. And how do you go to a team that has these big egos and keep them in check and make them winners? Well, you teach them that you're, you're not going to, you might be personally great, but it's the team. It's about the team. And you have to bring up others and help them be great while trusting others to help you be that same way. And it's really, it really touched me just hearing that. Hmm. So if you're looking for something fun, it's about, you know, all strung together, maybe about three hours-ish. Okay. The Playbook on Netflix. Really good. Right. Yeah. Hey, Dwight. What did you think of the Devil All the Time movie? Did you like it? Yeah, Devil All the Time, the movie we watched with Spider-Man and Batman. Uh-huh. Clearly he didn't like it because he has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> hmm? I mean, it was all right. It was all right. Yeah. It was all right. That, my friends, is a preview of Dwight's podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was all right. It's okay. He thought it would be more scary than psychological thriller. We need to hook this brother up with a wireless mic so he can just chime in no, in the podcast. We do. Okay. Like, Dwight, what'd you think of this? Snore, Sorry. snore, snore. That's what we hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so my next one is Ratchet. And it is oh, the story of Nurse man. Ratchet. From One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's like her backstory. And how she became who she is in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Do they do a supernatural thing with this show? No, there's nothing really supernatural. It's just like the lighting they do to kind of... I think it's, it's like the mood and... Like showing, it, they use the lighting in a in a certain way with different things that are going on with her. And now this one, they dropped all the episodes at once, so the whole darn thing is out there right now. So you could just sit and watch it all. I don't how know many that episodes could. I want to say there's it was like eight. That seems to be a good magic number: mm-hmm. eight to ten episodes yeah. in a season mm-hmm. on say Netflix or Hulu or something yeah. like that. And this is on Netflix and it stars Sarah Paulson as nurse Ratched, And then Cynthia Nixon and Sharon stone are also in it. Sharon stone. Yeah. Sharon stone. No way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shout out to Sharon stone. Mm-hmm. Total recall. Yeah. And anyway. so it takes, it starts in 1947 where Nurse Ratched goes to the mental hospital up in California. And there's a doctor there, Dr. Hanover. He runs, it's called the Lucia State Mental Hospital. And he's got some questionable methods of, you know, how he treats his patients. That's kind of, it's really like barbaric cure methods that he's employing. You know, he gives, he shows like, He's got the 
surgical theater where people are there watching him do a lobotomy with a hand drill into somebody's brain. Oh, damn. Yeah. And then he, then somebody passes out, someone else vomits. Cause yeah. How could you sit and watch that? Oh my God. And then he realizes that was too terrible. He needs to do the frontal lobotomy where they take the ice pick and a hammer and jam it through your eye. Next to your nose. It is barbaric methods. Oh my God. So yeah, that, and I think that was the first two, maybe three episodes that I watched. And wow, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the hospital, but you know, on the outside, on the surface, it looks like some modern day spa. It is okay. like the most beautiful thing, and I'm like, this is no mental hospital I've ever seen in TV or movies. And it's possible we're seeing it from her through her eyes. I'm not entirely sure yet because I'm still early on, but I could see if that's how they're, they're portraying this as she comes in and it's, you know, this beautiful, glorious, shiny place. Huh? Yeah. And she does have some ulterior motives for going to this particular place to be a nurse. That we don't know yet. That we learn along the way, and I don't want to tell anybody what I've learned in my first two, three episodes. I don't remember how many I managed to get through, but I did not finish it. Because it, it, the previews make it look like, well, and it's, isn't it produced by Ryan Murphy? Creators, Ryan Murphy and Evan Romansky. Yep. So he gives it that, and I guess that's where I get the is it supernatural because he's one of the creators of American horror story. Oh, and that kind of explains the Sarah Paulson angle. Exactly. Mm. So, uh, uh, so far there's nothing, nothing supernatural. And I think he's just using that kind of supernatural feel and the lighting around it to really kind of, and, kind of see inside of her head and stuff maybe yeah maybe i i could be totally off my rocker here talking about it no i and i i think that's a good way to explain it but i just look at it as unnecessary you maybe if you watched it it would you might not see it quite that way Here we go. What to know before watching the new Netflix show. Okay. Uh Because I just have this thing. Ah, go away. This article is going all about the one flew over the cuckoo's nest here so far. And just to make it cleaner to edit, I'll I'll wait to talk. Sure. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
Well, that was useless. That didn't tell me anything. It just gave the backstory of Nurse Ratchet and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I thought it would have more about the, I don't know, the, the stylishness of it. Maybe it's the state of her brain, how dark and twisted it is. That could be it, yes. I just have a problem with Hollywood, not Ryan Murphy. Mm-hmm. Because he's certainly entertained me over the years. I just have a problem with Hollywood, not Ryan Murphy in general, or specifically, but in general of of people trying to explain evil. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes evil just is. Michael Myers is a bad motherfucker because no one in the first Halloween in 1978 just you know tried to explain it away. You know, and yeah, and actually, yeah. Doctor Loomis in that in that movie says he was just quite simply pure evil, mm-hmm. and that's yeah, it. Yeah. And and the same thing about the Force until George Lucas fucked it all up with midi chlorians. The Force was badass because it just was. It was this mystical thing that some people didn't, so, some people had, and some people didn't. Yep. And and Nurse Ratchet is one of those characters. And I believe Louise Fletcher won the Oscar for that and for that role as well. She's just a ball buster. Yeah. You know, she she's she is obviously running roughshod over that mental hospital and with an iron fist. Yeah, and you know, she's got something in her where she can very subtly like just manipulate people's thoughts and ideas and feelings just by calmly talking about something to them that, you know, getting into their head and just, you know, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Did you see one? I'm assuming you watched one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh yes. I I have watched it. It's been many years. Great movie. I don't ever need to see it again. Yeah. I watched it because after watching a few episodes of this because I've never seen it. So, and there's the, that one scene where the young guy had been spent the night in that one room with the girl and he comes out and he's like, given nurse ratchet, the what for, and she's like, I'm going to tell your mother, you know, and she, but the way she says it and the words she uses and how she phrases it to him just really like crushed him and and yeah. just put out that fire that independent fire that he really needed i mean you know in him and just and yeah. i want to say that that young guy was brad Dourif. it is i had to look him up i had yes. to know who that guy was because he looked so familiar but not and then once i i'm like oh it's him yeah <laughs> there are a lot of oh, that's oh yeah, there, in that there are a whole lot of oh my god, he was in this. <gasps> he was yeah, too. Danny, yeah, Danny DeVito. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, and this is just all from memory. Yeah, yeah, and then there's and, that one guy that's it, been in the things. The one guy that's been in. The yeah, thing. he's he's one of those that guys, you know, that actor that's been in so many things, but he's kind of like he's not the big star. He's like that secondary guy, that tertiary guy, like hiding in the background that you're like, he's important, but 
he's not through the whole movie. He's just important at one scene or whatever. And you're like, it's that guy from that show, from that movie. Yeah. He's that guy mm. that's been in the things. Sam will understand well, me. Oh, I know. <laughs> I No, there have been, and, and you should watch this as well, because I think you would really enjoy these. There are two documentary movies mm-hmm. that have been made. The guy who in who was in that thing and the girl who was in that thing. Oh. Two separate documentaries about men and women who you have seen throughout your life going to movies who never, ever, ever play the primary character, but who have played characters that are strong enough secondary characters where you're like, oh, it's that guy who was in that thing. Yes, that guy from that thing. And tons, and it's so fascinating to watch that. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if you're watching a chorus line. Okay. The the Broadway musical, just with actors from TV and with movies. Cool. It's it's very cool. Yeah, nice. But anyway, so Ratchet, would Um, you recommend it? You know, so far I'm I'm interested. I want to know what's going on in the um, Sharon Stone's character and Cynthia Nixon's as well. They're... Like that, those are some interesting plot lines that I kind of want to see where they go. Okay. I really do. And it's visually stunning to look at because of, because of the lighting that they're using to portray the different emotions and things going on. It's kind of cool. Interesting. Yeah. All right. And I saw an interview with Sarah Paulson on um, Stephen Colbert and... I know that was Sharon Stone. No, it was both of them. Sarah Paulson was on Stephen Colbert, and then a couple days later, Sharon Stone was. Um, but uh, Sarah Paulson said she's not even trying to be the one flew over the cuckoo's nest, Nurse Ratchet. She's not even trying to get to that level to where, you know, that actress. They talked about stuff, and yeah, she's not trying to go to be her. She's trying to make Ratchet her own. So she's a little different from, I can't remember her name now. Louise Fletcher. Okay, Louise. Oh, Louise Fletcher. Yes. See, you want me as your phone a friend whenever you go on Who Wants to yeah. Be a Millionaire. Louise Fletcher. She was also in Deep Space Nine. Yes. She was Kai Opaka. Yes. No, That's not Opaka. Not Opaka. Not Opaka. Oh, she was. Oh, Kai Opaka was the the smaller. Yes, woman, there was a right? different woman, but she was a Kai, but not Kai Opaka. That's right. She was the more evil Kai yes. who wanted the power. Mwahaha. I wanted the stones for myself. Yes. Whatever. Yes. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I'm kind of enjoying it. I, I I don't know how much I'd recommend it if you're totally like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest fan. Um. I, you might want to not watch this because it might bother you because I, I don't know. It just might bother you because uh, it's not it's not the same yet. I don't know. I, don't, I think they're trying to really reason behind why Nurse Ratchet was the way she was. And for, for the movie One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you really don't need to know why, which is what you're exactly saying. So. Yeah, if that's right. If knowing why she was the way she was would be like, no, that ruins the whole thing for me, then definitely don't watch it. And and you you just made my point and thank you very mm-hmm. much. Yeah. So 
I watched the next episode of The Barrier. Have you seen The Barrier episode two? Oh, yes, I did. Yes, because that was last Friday's new episode. Yeah. Episode two, and I'm so, I don't know what it is, but I'm lost. Oh. Well, the 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 woman with the dreads who cut her hair to look like her mother. She wasn't looking like her mother. She was looking like her sister, her twin looking sister. Looking like her s- sister yes. who is the- Is I, dead. Yes. She was the the one buried in the first one. Well, and now they've infiltrated the house run by the Nazis. Oh. And we still don't know what they're experimenting on the kids for. Yeah, we're, and... we're still learning that, but they we, they don't aren't really infiltrating the house. the The husband, dad, the dad of the little girl. If only we yeah. knew all these characters' names. Right. <laughs> the dad of the little girl. <laughs> he is trying to get the girl back, and in this world, this reality, whatever. Um. The parents have to be working. When you're unemployed, they take the child away. And she goes to the unemployed child camp or whatever. So he needs to have a job to get her back. But he doesn't want to say, my wife died of that disease. Because I think more bad shit's going to go down, especially with the daughter. So he's telling everybody she's coming soon to join me. Well, the job that he gets offered because mom talked to that political guy and he got the job at the house, the, that woman, the woman who's hiring them said, no, this is meant to be a, a, a husband and wife. It needs to be a couple. So that's why they're at that house. They're not infiltrating. They're there to work so he could get the daughter back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to not care. (laughs) (laughs) I swear. I'm just, I'm, you know, the amount that I really like a show is directly in proportion to the amount of times I check my phone Mm -hmm. during a show. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, nah, nah. Oh, what are you doing now? All right. You're in the house. Great. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, the girl's in the hospital. Okay, great. They have their own nurse ratchet. Great. Yeah, yeah. And then the episode is over. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I want to find out what they're doing. Yeah, I want to know what they're doing the with the kids, these weird experiments they have on the kids. Because they're not making up the results of this test. I mean, they the kid... Even if their kids, even if both parents are working, the kids still might get taken if they test positive for yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It is. If they the kid has whatever it is they're looking for, then yeah, yeah, they're gonna. And and they're obviously more. testing some type of treatment that makes them really really pukey and yeah something and that, that yeah whatever it is stuff. this thing that they're doing makes the kids very sick. And it's very yes. weird. I, you know, I, I don't know. So, so to invest an hour of my time every week to be that depressed, <laughs> eh, I may wait now until the last episode and then just read the Wikipedia descriptions <laughs> of the plot. Because, I'm sorry. Oh, I just, God, I, you know what? I, I, I love dystopian shit. 
as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. I really do. And and as much as we give this movie a lot of play. Series. The plat. No, oh, I'm talking about the movie. You're talking about the, the platform. platform. Okay, sorry. I'm talking about the platform. As fucked up as that movie was. Yeah. You're only in that. You're only in that reality for about two hours. Yeah, tops. I don't want to be in this reality for eight or nine hours. No, no, I don't. And and it's just one of those things where in this movie, if you're rich and powerful, you live the the life of Riley. Yeah, you're like on um, well the other side of the barrier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I I want to be that. <laughs> you know, I'm all up for resistance and shit. But I I want to I want to drink champagne and shit. Yeah, I, I don't want to have to worry food about food and drink champagne <laughs> and shit. You know, that's right, and not have to worry about you know. Yeah. Living in an alley. Eating gruel and Eating. crap like that. Jeez. <laughs> so that's that's the barrier this week. All right. Yeah. The barrier. Oh, please don't give it its own theme song like that evil, vile show that you watch. All right. I won't. Okay. <laughs> the barrier. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so we... Now, without even discussing it, you and I both watched Enola Holmes. Yes. And I find that fascinating because today I just wanted pure escapism. Okay. I, we, uh, Dwight was flipping through Netflix last night and he caught the trailer for it. And I was like, oh, let's watch that. And he's looking at me like, it's not available yet. And I'm like, what? Oh, gosh, damn it. You know? And then I'm like, damn, I have to wait. And then I saw it was available today. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's freshy fresh right, right off of super Netflix. Super fresh. Yeah. <laughs> and the movie st- <laughs> and it stars Millie Bobby Brown, who everybody knows as a number yeah. from Stranger Things. She's 11. Mm-hmm. Even though in actuality she's 16 and she plays 22 the young <laughs> Well, she, I don't even I, <laughs> no, 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 but she's playing a 22-year-old. Enola Holmes is 22. She says so in the movie. No, I think she was lying in the movie because um... I think I think she was lying because when the the woman of the boarding house said, "How old are you?" she lied to make it sound as though she was an adult so that they she wouldn't get the police involved. Oh. See, okay, cuz I remember some the Mycroft was talking to that police detective guy and the police detective guy had described her as early 20s. Oh, maybe. So maybe that's you why and I, I assumed she was telling the truth. And maybe, maybe she, Millie Bobby Brown now looks like 22 used to look like. I don't I, don't I you know, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> who knows. But she plays the youngest sibling of Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. and Sherlock Holmes's dick brother. Yeah. His older brother, Mycroft. Yeah. And the mother who's played by Helena Bonham Carter mm-hmm. teaches Enola Holmes everything to survive in life and be extremely self-sufficient. Yes. Everything from fighting to art, to reading, to, uh, just everything, science, mm-hmm. the whole bit, so that she could be 
basically ahead of her time because all of this takes place in the late 1800s. And then one day mom goes missing. Yes. So, so as Sherlock Holmes would say, the mystery is afoot. Indeed. Indeed. And Sherlock is played by Home Slice, um, the Witcher. Henry Cavill. Yeah, so Eleven's older brother is played by the Witcher. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then Bellatrix Lestrange is their mother. And Mycroft is Finnick O'Dare from The Hunger Games. Mycroft is Finnick? Yeah, Sam Claflin is Mycroft. No shit. Oh my God. I used to actually have not, uh, I went to a screening of this and I got whatever was free. They actually had a Finnick poster. Oh, that's Finnick. So who is who? Okay. So the Witcher is Sherlock. Finnick is Mycroft. Eleven is Enola. And Bellatrix Lestrange is their mother. (laughs) I killed Sirius Black. I killed Sirius Black. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's right. And Superman plays Sherlock Holmes. Oh, also Superman and the Witcher, yes. And the Witcher. And the head of the finishing school that they're trying, that Mycroft is trying to send them to, is played by um, Finola Shaw? Uh, The lady from uh, Killing Eve. Yes. Yes. I can't remember her name. The boss on Killing Eve. Yes, boss. And boss boss lady on Killing Eve, while the mother of the Marquis. Oh yeah, who was that? She actually was in Harry Potter World too. She actually ran the French. She ran Beau Baton. Oh, that's the grandmother. Okay. Or Beau Battens. Yeah, Beau yes. Battens. But she plays the grandmother of. She plays the grandmother uh, of the Marquis. Okay, that's I thought right. you were talking about his mom. Like the no, Marquis, no, 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 the no. kid's mom, and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't recognize she's not her even from a anything. Major character yeah, she's not, and I don't recognize her from anything. But I was trying to figure out how I knew what's her face. You know, <laughs> the grandma, what's her face? The grandmother, what's her face? And I'm like looking at her, like she's so familiar, but I don't know who she is. Well, so I have to ask you this because I have my feelings about this movie. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Um, it 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 was kind it was fun, you know. It was just a fun little movie to watch. I agree. If I had a daughter, I would absolutely encourage her to watch this movie. Yeah. But I started getting really afraid when they introduced the prospective teen love interest in the Marquis. Yeah. Because they set up Enola Holmes as this complete badass, which she mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. even though she is young and a woman living in London at that time mm-hmm. where, and there's also this subplot about women's suffrage. Yes. By the way. Yes. That's a whole sideline. And that's a whole subplot, which is why the Marquis is, is important. Mm-hmm. But I I started thinking, well, if she's this badass, why do we need to introduce the Marquis as a love interest? 
And then I thought, all right, it sort of makes sense. Him being the age because of that whole subplot. Yeah, yeah. So I get it. And then there was the character of the woman who trained with the mother. And uh, she owns um, that like tea shop or whatever. Yeah, she owns Mm -hmm. the you know, the black lady yeah, that's in yeah. there and, and she's doing all that. <sighs> I guess I wanted her to do more. That would have been cool to see a little bit more of her, but exactly. it was more and about I, Enola and her journey of, you know, figuring out her place in the world. I, and I've said this before on our show, and I'm sorry if I'm sounding like a, a broken mp3 (laughs) see what i did there but i'm tired of things being produced that are set at a time where the cast is mostly white yeah because then i feel as though when you cast a black person in a role you're doing it to shoehorn it in yeah especially in a role that if you if you when you watch this movie and you see what the mother is into and and why she left and all of that and i won't give that away Mm -hmm. this woman this character could be a complete badass and a real help to this situation but she turns out but she turns out to just not do much of anything not yeah so so it was almost like you know hey producers we 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 gotta you know, you got to cast somebody of color in this, in this role. And I, and I hated feeling that way Yeah, because there were positive messages in the movie. As a matter of fact, the last shot of the movie where 11 is saying, if you want to make your mark in this world, you have to make noise, mm-hmm. which I thought was actually very fitting. It's almost spooky how it comes on the heels of Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing. Yeah. Right. I even took it through that lens. That's how deep I got into the messaging in this movie. Mm -hmm. So I think the movie is on time. I just wish it wasn't set in that time. Yeah. Yeah. So you almost didn't need to make Sherlock Holmes her brother. Really? Yeah, really. You could could have set it in modern day London. Yeah. Well, hmm. Or, or in you know, at some other point in history, or and done they could something... have done like what they did with um, the Great, where it doesn't matter what color any of these actors are; it's just actors right. who are good at these roles, and uh, that would have been fine with me. You know, having Enola Holmes and Sherlock Holmes, but it's just people playing these roles instead of like you know. Like Idris Elba playing Sherlock Holmes or, and Millie Bobby Brown playing the the younger sister. Yeah, or whatever, you know. So now comes the point in the show that I have to say we're going to discuss. Mass Singer! Yeah! Oh. <laughs> you missed it. 
admit it. You no, missed no, it. No, I didn't. You totally I didn't miss it. it. You know what? The only thing, you know, the, no. You wish it was no. year round, 24 7. Absolutely incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> no. The only thing I'm going to miss is the time I'm not going to get back watching this shit to discuss it on the show. <laughs> I So they start off, and the, and the set on this show makes it look like it's elevated, like a skyscraper. Yeah, and yeah. Then Nick, and then Nick Cannon says, and now through the magic of this, pow. Mm. I'm like, oh, great. So somebody gave you an extra couple of hundred grand because your show is number one on TV. <laughs> And they space everybody a little bit further apart, but it's the same stupidity. Yeah, yeah. Ju- just, just with different animals. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I, tell I you hate what. saying this. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think I did guess who one of the people was. Mm-hmm. Sunshine, the sun, the sun, whatever the fuck. Yes. It's just the, the sun. sun. Mm-hmm. The sun. S U N, sun. Yes, For those because listening. I watched the because <laughs> I watched the clue package. Oh. God damn it! This show is just insane. <laughs> oh, and then the, uh, I get so frustrated talking about this show because I can't throw up and speak at the same <laughs> oh, time. Oh man, dude, come on! <laughs> oh, it's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, but I am, and I am absolutely convinced that the sun is Demi Lovato. And I am absolutely convinced that the owls are Donnie and Marie. No, it's not Donnie and Marie. That they didn't even How sound like Donnie and Marie. And Donnie was on season one. Why would he be back already? To throw everybody off. That didn't even sound like them. How do you know what they sound like together? Because they sang together when they were children. And that's and when we, they were I, and children. Season one, I heard Donnie singing and I totally recognized that voice. This, they are not Donnie and, and Marie. They are not. No. So who do you think they are? Um, uh, the thick guy whose name I can never remember his first name. Robin. Robin thick. He mentioned Amy Grant and Vince Gill. And I think he might be on to something there. I think it might be somebody along those lines and i need to listen to it again to them singing again i didn't get a chance to re-listen to pay attention if that sounds like amy grant to me you want to know what the best part of this show was for me what was the best part when it ended (laughs) you want to know what the second best part of this show was for me (laughs) you didn't even think of that first okay (laughs) Was that watching it on Hulu, there were no commercials to keep that show going longer than it ah, needed to go. Nice. nice. It, it's just, and then this whole put your first guess in the vault and yeah. that's just stupid. And it was Busta Rhymes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That Twitter figured that out right away. The Busta Rhymes. Whatever. Everybody, like, they recognized his voice immediately. Yeah. You don't like Busta? It's not that I don't like Busta Rhymes. It's it's I this show. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just the overall blah of the show. I see now, yes. I actually did like his presentation of the dragon when he came out and sort of did the predator. Blah, yeah, that was here, kind of fun. Yeah, that was kind of fun. 
And I do like it when people get into their shit. I have no idea who fucking giraffe is. Um, you know, Twitter didn't seem to know either. I have no idea who giraffe is. I gave my guess on the sun. Popcorn. I gave my guess on on the owls, and then popcorn. Popcorn. I'm going to go with Cindy Lauper. <clears throat> it is somebody big who's been around for a while. Very recognizable voice, but I can't place it. And they showed a lot of New York. They did. There was a lot of New York shown. Um, I missed a, a bit of her clue package. So, yeah. Well, and the way that she spoke, even in that that masked sort of electronic voice, you could tell she had like a Long Island accent, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that horribly. So everybody in New York, I'm really sorry about that. So I completely apologize. I, uh, Variety has the words uh, from you know the voiceover of their clue package. It says, "I'm popcorn, Miss Popcorn. If you're tasty, I'm a real sweet corn with a jumbo-sized heart. Straight up, I built a career around love." But that doesn't mean I'm soft. I'm a hardcore hustler. To get where I am, I work long nights, rushing from one job to the next. Eventually, I went from a little puff cutting pictures out of Vogue to jet-setting to exotic places with royalty. While you may think I'm a little cheesy, I worked for what I got. Now, tonight, you butter believe I'm ready to get things popping in the spotlight. Um, and that, that, that could be Paula Abdul. That's what I just was thinking as I read those words. Because she made her, you know, she's, she's well, a choreographer if, if, as well as a singer. She's a cor- she started That's out right. as a Laker girl. As a Laker girl. And when it says you might think I'm cheesy. I remember that, that Cheetos commercial that used her music video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't really Was care. But if I had to guess, like a backup singer ever? Do you know? I don't okay. know if she was a backup singer, but she was a dancer, definitely, and a choreographer. Because she says she was a I choreographer what first. I got, who, so yeah. Yes. She was a choreographer first and then became so in that last scene, as she says, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. At the last scene of her package, um, there was the banner over her head saying proud Mary something something, which is where everybody's picking up the Tina Turner from. But she sure as shit ain't Tina Turner. No, not at all. Tina Turner. Tina Turner would you would know Tina Turner's seriously you would you would just know it you would absolutely know Tina Turner's yeah you would instantly recognize that everybody be like how could you get that wrong yeah and Tina Turner is is I believe retired yes she is a I'm pretty sure she is officially retired now she's not doing anything and she is over 80 and she is living in France. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> if I am correct, and you can Wikipedia, you can wiki, yeah. you can fact check fact me on check that. Fact check us and let us know. She is she is definitely retired, and not saying that anybody over eighty couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. 
but you would know her voice. Oh yeah, instantly. Yeah. Just like instantly. as soon as Dionne Warwick saw sang, I knew that was her. And uh, Patty Labelle, I knew that was somebody, but I, I. And Gladys Knight when she was on, like pff, seriously, yeah. Yeah, it's idiots like Giraffe and Gronk who played that fucking tiger, who you might not know or who it that is. YouTube dance mom girl who the oh. fuck is that i don't even know anymore i, I don't know who gives a fuck yeah her i'm like Anywho. i would never know who that is never so i wasted 45 minutes of my time <laughs> but hey we've talked about it and you're like kind of like into it stop trying to convince me of something <laughs> i'm not i'm doing it as a tax write-off for the show oh, really? no i'm just mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, that's pretty the truth. But (laughs) it's not that I disagree with the fact that for a lot of people, it's entertaining. I have always said that it is an entertainment. I just think it's poor (laughs) or vapid or something did you freeze no again? no oh, you didn't freeze you're just sitting in silent judgment mm-hmm. of yes me. okay got it okay <laughs> got it okay and there i you did go. stick around and watch that awful ken jong show how was that <sighs> it was if you think mass singer is awful this is worse which i do this is worse <laughs> Yeah, so there's a show I'm going to definitely avoid. Yeah, I would absolutely say avoid that shit. After a show I wish I could avoid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mass Singer. Yeah. Bleh. Bleh. <laughs> All right, I got some news stuff. I need news music. So thanks to David again. Hey, shout out, David. Yo, David. So David sent me a thing that Supergirl on the CW is ending. Yes, I heard that. And it is the second CW superhero show that is ending. So they are putting together a 20 season or 20 episode final season six. Okay. And nobody, and according to this article, which is in Entertainment Weekly, nobody knows exactly why. Really? It was not made clear whether the network canceled the show or the showrunners decided season six would be the end. Hmm. But I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good. (laughs) See, I've got the Buffy musical. I have a feeling. Blah, 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 song kind of, but I don't know the words uh, going through my head. I think that, <laughs> and I said this either the episode last time or the time before that, I think somebody at Warner Brothers is starting to get their shit together. Mm-hmm. And I think they are starting to rein in all of their properties. Mm-hmm. Somehow, and, and I, I have no proof of this. None okay. whatsoever. Okay. We we are we don't even have a podcast big enough yet to have a <laughs> Hollywood insider to say, "Bill, you are so wrong." Or you're exactly right, but I just have a feeling that 
I think they realize how many properties they have out there. Mm-hmm. And with HBO Max, I think what they're starting to do is realize we've got to end stuff on one platform and put it on our platform at the very least, or they're going to do something with it in the DC extended universe in mm. movie world. Who knows? But that's that's number one. Number two is that Jurassic World, well, Jurassic World 3, it's called Dominion. They are actually bringing back Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, and um, what's his face? Fuck. Can't, I can't think of his name. Buddy. No. Not <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, my God. So, no, they're going to bring back Laura Dern. Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. Sam Neill, Sam. Sam Neill. They're going to bring them back for not just cameos, but for actual characters who impact the story in the next Jurassic World film. At, At the end of this last movie, they released this one character released dinosaurs into the world. Great. They just weren't in on the island anymore. Okay. But what's fascinating is that the director of the movie, Colin Trevorrow, he actually did a short film set a year after the events of Fallen Kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it's called Battle at Big Rock. And it's about nine minutes long of some intense dinosaur action. Mm-hmm. You can you can find it on YouTube, but it's a nine-minute primer, and you have to sit through the credits. Why do I have to sit through the credits? You'll see. Oh, okay. I mean, at least the first part of the credits, yes, you do. Okay. And And it sets up the premise of the third Jurassic World movie. Okay. So am I looking forward to seeing it? No, not really. My Jurassic Park will always be the very first Jurassic Park. It holds up. The effects are still great. It has the best movie scream of all time. And there's nothing like the T-Rex roaring. Oh, definitely, yeah. But, eh, you know, I, I might see this one because it's got the old school Jurassic Park people. Okay. So we'll see. But that's all the movie news I've got. Um, I was just checking, uh, coming up this month or this weekend on Netflix, they've got some new shows. Uh, Sneakerheads is a new original that's coming out on, you know, today, Friday, September 25th. And tomorrow, Saturday, the 26th, <laughs> season four of The Good Place will be available on Netflix. Fucking finally. Saturday? Yeah. Saturday the 26th. So tomorrow. Um, I can't wait. It's been so long. Yeah. Finally, I can find out what happens. Yeah. Because it's a big deal. And then um, something that I'm a little miffed about is... uh, also 
today, Friday, September 25th. <clears throat> on Amazon. What day is it? September 25th. On what day is it? Shush. <laughs> on Amazon, the Americanized version of a really, really good BBC show called Utopia comes out. Okay. I I worry that they've completely fucked it up because why you got to have an American? Why has it got to be American? Why not just show the original BBC Utopia? Because I didn't get to finish it off. I only saw some of it. And I had to go to great lengths in order to see what I saw. Because I'm it was sorry. never officially released in America that I know of. I never managed so, to So Amazon is has redone it. They're redoing it with American actors, all American, and it's going to lose some of its charm, I'm sure of it. And it's released when? Friday, September 25th, which is today. Uh-huh. Also, Friday, today, September 25th, on HBO, a new documentary hits called Fandango at the Wall. It is a documentary about the music and about music, and it comes from the U.S. Mexico border wall. Okay. And it sounds really kind of fun and interesting and cool to watch. So it's produced by Quincy Jones, Carlos Santana, and some others. Oh shit. Well, okay. Yeah. That makes that actually instantly makes me want to watch it more. See? It's Fandango at the Wall on HBO. Okay. I now that we are done with safe, it will be a perfect time to launch into the final 11 or 12 episodes of the good place. Yeah. Or yeah. 14 episodes or whatever it was. Yeah. So I get to say surprise, honey. Look <laughs> what we got to watch. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be good. Yeah. Finally, we can forking get this show done. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, any hoosie. Any hoosie. That's all. I, I, I don't have any more. This That's week. all I got, too. I just wanted to grab some stuff, you know, for people to watch this weekend. Sweet. It looks like Judy will also be available on Amazon starting today. Oh, and what a great movie that is. So that's it. Everybody, log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that Contact Us button. Let us know what you're watching. Let us know if you watched The Masked Singer or anything else that we've discussed that's actually worth your time. And make sure that you log on to The Watchlist. Oh, oh, rude. (laughs) Well, you know, that calls him as a Log log on to thewatchlistpod.com to catch up on all of your back episodes of The Watchlist Pod. Make sure you engage with us. At symbol the watch list pod. And as always, as always, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and and pick us up on your Amazon Alexa enabled device. And we appreciate you listening. Yes, we do. We really do. Yes, we do. So have a good well, when this show debuts on when? Friday. Friday, September twenty fifth. <laughs> You guys have yourselves a good weekend. 
or a, a good week whenever you listen to this particular episode. And we will catch you later yeah. after Friday, September the 25th. Yes. Yes, that's right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye.